Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the podcast is Czech national Kuba Vimilka. In 2013, Kuba and his wife, Monica, felt the need to build a youth group to go alongside the fusion ministry within their local Czech church. Despite little experience leading young people, they launched a ministry called The Wave. They persevered through many challenges along the way, and as a result, God's blessing and leadership turned this youth ministry into a growing community of both believers and non-believers. In the spring of 2018, God called Kuba to join Josiah Ventures' Czech national organization, COM. Kuba leads a team of people whose primary focus is to prepare training events and materials for both JV workers and youth leaders in the Czech Republic to equip leaders to serve Jesus and reach this young generation with the gospel. In October 2020, Kuba stepped into a new role of training and regional director for JV Czech.com. In addition, he leads and oversees the development of the regional structure. Together with his team of regional leaders, they desire to bring a clear structure that supports relationships with young leaders and local churches. Due to his responsibilities, he was also invited to be a part of the JV Czech executive team in November 2020. Kuba and Monica currently live in Brno and serve their local community. In April 2020, their first child, Rosalia Nora, was born. Kuba, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So glad to have you as a Czech national. Yeah, I'm Czech as. You're as Czech, Czech. as can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gave you this that lovely intro, but is there yeah, anything you. you want to share about your family or who you are? Any fun facts about yourself? Anything the people need to know? Well, f- fun facts about me. Well, I love humor. So, yes. So... I'm actually thinking, so we don't have a lot of uh, Christian stand-up comics. So I'm actually considering maybe stepping into that career path of becoming one myself. A Czech Christian comic? Wow. And with my wife, we do have a podcast ourselves. Well, uh, well, Which isn't Czech, so you can probably (laughs) listen to it. But it's it's a podcast. And it's called Love and Other Funds, which is not a perfect translation. It doesn't sound so beautifully. What is it? Say it in Czech. What's it called in Czech? Láska a jiné strandy. Okay, so if there there are some Czech listeners out there, yep, so yep. maybe they can check oh, out yeah. your podcast. For, for sure. And uh, so we do the podcast, but it, we also uh, visit different different events or youth ministry, uh, like youth group gatherings, churches. And we also do, uh, we, we do some like, um, I'd say talks or seminars about love and dating and relationship. Because that's, that's what the podcast is about. Oh, it's about love nice. and okay. relationships, relationships from the, let's say, God's perspective and like Christian perspective. Uh, but that like I'm trying as much as I possibly can to like make that funny. And that's one of the the key measurements of the success for that is like how many times people laugh actually. Yes. And usually we're pretty successful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good, good. So does your wife also enjoy humor? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but true. but because I'm always like during the talks, I'm in in that sort of fun zone like yeah. i need her to deliver the content so usually oh, she's you, okay she you know, keeps she's you like, on yeah, track yeah exactly she like keep, she's okay. she's telling the truth and i'm like i'm just like making fun of it you have the and funny stuff she has perfectly. the truth bombs but oh. she's also super funny and is like we try to interact even like with the humor oh. on stage and off 
And how long have you two been married? Mm-hmm. Let's just let's have a love and relationship okay. uh, podcast right that's, now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm used. To, I'm, that's all I do. Uh, so we know each other for like twenty. 20, a lot of years. 20, 23 years. 23 years. Uh, wow. We grew up in the same church. We didn't like each other for quite a while because I was rebel, let's say. Oh. I was, you know, this sort of person. And she was also a strong personality, but she was always this perfect Christian girl. Know all the answers, you know, always uh-huh, being uh-huh. right. Uh, <laughs> and so, it, yeah, so this, the relationship obviously had some ups and downs, mostly downs at the beginning. Uh, but because I believe that God has a great sense of humor. And yes. if you, if you, if you come to me and like, 20 years, like maybe 17 years back, and you'd say, hey, you're going to marry this girl. I would be like, you're kidding me. Crazy. No way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, God had the sense of humor. And so we somehow grew fond of each other. And mm-hmm. uh, we started dating in 2012. Okay. Just 10 years. Uh, and then we got married six years ago. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you have one daughter who you call yes. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Rosie for short. But she like like so so she she's Rosie Nora. Uh Nora. And uh for some reason we always call her Rosie, but she likes to call herself Nora. So oh. it's it's confusing with the kids at the playground because like, uh, you know, what's your name? And she's like, My name's Nora. And then I'm going like, Rosie, come on. <laughs> and the wait, kids are wait like, a second. who's that? Yeah. So that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. Because in Czech Republic, it's not very common to have two names. Right. Mostly they have like, they're just being rosy. Yeah. And there's no middle names either. No. And actually I'm calling you Kuba, but your official name is Jakob. Yes. Yes. It's like a, yeah. Like a nickname of that. Yeah. I always think Czech names are a little funny. Like I have lots of friends who are called Honza. Yes. Which is short for Jan. And that makes no sense to me. Yeah. It makes no sense. (laughs) It makes no sense. Amazing. So you live in the city of Brno. Yes. So talk to us a little bit mm-hmm. about like what do you enjoy living in okay. Brno, your community there, your life mm-hmm. there. So for those who probably have never heard about this <laughs> this city, and and to call it city, it's it's at least courageous. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it's the second biggest town in the Czech Republic. Right. I'd say it's like six hundred thousand people. Let's say okay, it's a little, it's um, it's it's a great combination of. Of a city and a village, that's what I like to call. Because okay. you have everything. You have everything. You have you know colleges. You have high schools. You have everything like hospitals. Like there's this, the, the infrastructure is great, uh, but still it's so small that in the center you always run into someone you know. Sure. And people are like friendly, you know, and we have this sense of camaraderie in Brno. So it's it's a beautiful mixture of city and and village. Okay. Um, and I, I'm born and raised in Brno. So oh, I was going to ask you, yes, like, did you go there yes. for college? Both of my parents are born and raised. Brno, born and raised. Yeah. So it goes deep down in history. Yeah, what I love is that uh, it's it's in Moravia. So, mm-hmm. but, but also it's a big city. So so there, pe- people are actually pretty friendly. And there, there's this uh, urban life, I'd say. Like you, you go outside in a night, like night out or something. And there's like great coffee places or pubs and people are like out and they're friendly. Like they, mm-hmm. they want to talk to each other usually. But, but, but it's, it's just like, it's really, you know, it's alive. The city yes. is alive and I, and I love it. Um, and so obviously we, we, we build a youth community there. It's been nine years. Uh, and so I, I really like that there are different people because it's a bigger city, so there are different, you know, so so 
social economy groups. There yeah, are different yeah. personalities. It's a, diversity is quite huge, nice, and it's nice. amazing. I love it. I love to n- meet new people, uh, getting to know them. So yeah. you can do that in Brno. The first time I ever went to Brno was for Fusion Dairy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's been a long time. That was ago. a long time. That might have been when we met. I was trying to remember. I was like, when did I meet Kuba? Don't know. Yeah, but that might have been it because we were in Brno. Fusion Dairy came through, and then every other time. I've been in Brno, it's because I'm passing through yeah. and I go to the mall to get Starbucks on the way down <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. Slovenia. <laughs> so, but it's love. That's great. That's great. So people, you know, Czech Republic, they're like, let's go to Prague. No, go visit Brno. Yeah, you, you know? can do that. It's it's different. It's for sure way smaller, but it's beautiful. Amazing. Well, let's talk a little bit about your faith journey. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up in a Christian home? How did you first mm-hmm. encounter Jesus? Let's talk about that. Okay. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I grew up in a Christian home. Both of my parents were Christians at the time that I was born. I'm not sure, it was sometime around the time I was born that they accepted Jesus. So they were the first generation of Christians okay. in our family. My grandma uh, came to Christ later through them, but at the time that I was born, they were first generation Christians. Uh, so yeah, I was growing up in a Christian home. Uh, in in the community of friends in the church, I'd mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, I, I would say it's pretty typical for, for pretty much anyone. But yeah, that around the age of fifteen ish, um, I I start I started to you know question some of this yeah. stuff and um, and maybe just the whole concept of like the faith being my own or my parents. And I, right. I was baptized and everything. And I was I was a rebel, but I was always the good Christian, you know, with all the good answers and always being at church and serving and playing in a band and everything like that. Uh, but when I was 15 and I had friends, obviously in school, uh, and they lived quite a different lifestyle, but it it doesn't, it, it didn't look like, uh, like, their life is way worse, you mm-hmm. know? And we were always presented like without Jesus, you're, you know, you, you're done. Like your life's going to be, you'll be miserable. And I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at them. They don't. They look it, okay. It, yeah. it, it's <laughs> actually, it, it looks better. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I was like, I need to figure out what is it. And and obviously then I started to live these sort of like two different lives. Um, so I was at church on Sunday playing in a band and mm-hmm. being the nice Christian boy. And then Friday night was quite different. And it took a while. Uh, and I figured out I can live like that. I can, I can be, you know, <laughs> two, two different pe- two people different at the same people. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because I have a lot of friends at school and it was fun, uh, I came to my parents I, and I told them, hey guys, I need to figure out if the faith I have or don't have is my own or yours. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be Christian for a while. And I oh, need I just need wow. to test it on how the life goes without God. Yeah. And my parents were amazing. They they really supported me and they prayed for me. I, I believe it was really difficult for them. Um but yeah, but I I'd say I lived outside of the church community almost. Obviously we have a couple of friends, but not a lot. Uh and I, mo- I spend most of my times uh, with my schoolmates and pubs, mm. you know, chasing girls, stuff like that. Uh, and it took like two years, perhaps, mm. maybe a year and a half. Uh, and I realized that actually I had something in my life, this sort of peace and also just some, con- like some content that I can not really explain. 
but it's something that I miss now. Hmm. Uh, and and then one of the major people in that time was my my wife today, yeah. but she was not my wife uh, then. Yes. then <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. uh, I, for some reason, I don't know why. To these days, I don't know why. Uh, we started hanging out a lot, just two of us, just together. Um, perhaps I was like, maybe somehow, you know, some some feelings um, were there from my side, for sure, just my side. Uh, but I saw in her something that I didn't have hmm. and I wanted to have. Yeah. It's like, she's not, you know, drinking. She's not doing anything that I do. But she's just, she has just some different sort of light in her, yeah. in her life is just, it's really... It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, right. just yeah, beautiful and beautiful, and, and sort yeah. of like you know, almost like tempting. Like I want, I want that. Yeah, yeah. I want that. Um, and so we 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 hang out a lot and we talk. And I I realize it probably to my surprise, <laughs> big surprise, is that it's it's the it's the presence of Jesus in her life through the Holy mm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realize that I want I want that back. And I used to have it, and I used to be like that, and I'm not. Wow. So when I was 18-ish, I sort of started. It, the, the, it was not like momentary realization. Like It was not like one single moment, and I would be like flipped. No, mm-hmm. it, it took a while. And I'm still in the process, right? Like yeah. everyone is. But um, yeah, but ever since I felt like, yeah, I want to I wanna know God. And I want to walk with Jesus for the mm. rest of my life. Uh, and I want to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with her. And I yeah, want to get. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So would you say that you were a Christian before mm-hmm. like walking away? And yeah. then you just like came totally. back to the faith? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was 100% serious yeah. back when I was 14. Yeah. Right. Right. Wow. And then. I'm just curious, how did your parents, in, mm-hmm. within those two years, like they supported the decision, but within those two years, what, did yeah. it become harder, difficult? <laughs> well, I was 16 and I, I don't want to break any, you know, uh, stigmas, but I think that when you're 16, there's not a lot of things you can do, you know, to change, because kids in 16 is like, they're not going to listen. So they yeah. understand very well that I need to try that on my own. Right. Uh, that I need to just have that experience probably. Uh, and I, I believe that they did everything they can to sort of maybe mm, protect me from some of this stuff. But at the same time, and I think it's also different when you're a boy, like they knew that I have to sort of get burned a little bit. Mm. And I, I got a little bit uh, and they protected me somehow. And also I, I know today that God protected me from a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we can talk about that later, but, but they were supportive in a way like, yeah, you, you have to maybe renew the faith or find your own faith. Uh, and obviously they're like, here in home, you still want to you know, read the Bible, you still want to pray the mealtimes and everything. But they did not force me to do anything, not right. even like going to church. And that was really helpful because I would probably get a lot like more defensive and stuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty great. Wow. It reminds me of the prodigal son. Yeah, And yeah, like, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So that journey of faith, you're still, we're still on this journey. Yes. Like we're all of us. All of us. All of us still learning, still growing. Um, but now you're a missionary. Yeah. With a missions organization. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that when you're a missionary in your own culture, but. Sure. 
I feel that now. I'm living right? back in the States now and I'm like, oh, yeah. am I a mission? I, I am. I, you know, yeah. it's like, a, yeah. but it is, it's, just a, it's a mind shift a little bit. So, okay. So let's talk about that journey mm-hmm. into Josiah Venture. Mm-hmm. You're actually the first um, missionary within the National Organization of Calm. Yeah. Our J- it's, it's hard to explain sometimes. The like JV National Organization it's in the Czech Republic. It's pretty hard to understand <laughs> even if you're part of it. Even if you're an executive team, it's still pretty hard. I know. Uh, what is this? So even yeah. as we're saying calm, it's K-A-M. So yes. what what is calm and how did you get involved? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, the first question, it's pretty easy to answer. So K-A-M stands for Kristenska Akademia Mladík, which is a Czech name for our organization and mm-hmm. means the Christian Academy of Youth. Great, yes. Uh, which I sometimes ask myself why we're called that, but it's it's a his, it's history. We, I think, come as at least twenty five years of history, and yes, I was not yeah. part of the whole thing uh, for the whole for the whole time. But when we started youth group, um, I was a part of a church that was not part of any network, mm-hmm. so we we didn't have any education, any training, any system any men like a, any anyone yeah pretty much yeah. uh and so we had to figure out a lot of stuff on our own and i believe that i've done many mistakes that having someone walking alongside me giving me some advice or materials or just you know just his attention that would probably i, I probably could have learned something way quicker or have done some dumb mistakes so so when we were already leading a pretty pretty big youth group at least for like and i don't like that expression but like for check context yeah yeah which is still super small in like in the context of like the us or anything right. like that but still it was a lot of people and we had a, quite a big team some you know ministries and everything um then someone from from come from jv check called me and was like hey i know the youth group and we met a couple times and he was like uh, so do you like your job? And I was, I was, I worked back then I worked for SAP, if I can yeah. use that word. Yeah. On the podcast, but it was like the, the huge IT company, like they own the, the oh. San Jose Shars and everything. Like it's, oh. it's a huge corporate 80,000 employees oh my in the worldwide. It was amazing. You know, IT in Brno, that's a, that's a big industry. So there's a, a lot of companies and they they try to keep your workers so it was mm-hmm. great benefits money and everything and i i actually loved it like yeah. i i was excited to work every day a great community of people there uh it was not too <laughs> stressful so i had time to like create stuff for youth group in at work uh but so this guy called me and i was like yeah i do like my job i i do but he asked me, so do you, hey, we, we're looking for someone. Would you consider maybe, you know, coming to come JV and helping with training youth pastors or yeah, youth, youth, yeah. youth leaders? And you have to understand and in check pretty much 100% of youth pastors are volunteers. Like right. there's just very, very few, maybe two two or three people in the whole country who have paid for that. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, but I said, hey, yeah. And I, I know I want to say no. Oh. But I, I said the right Christian answer, which I'll, is I'll, I'll pray, pray for about it. it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pray about it a little bit. So I was like, I'll pray about it for next month. But I was like, 100% sure that I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> I was picturing myself maybe sometimes being a missionary or helping youth pastors or youth leaders. 
But I was like, maybe when I'm 45 or 50, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll get the house and everything. But God actually convinced me throughout that next month uh, about a couple of stuff. And we prayed, like we actually prayed about it with my oh, wife. Good, good. And I said, yes. Wow. At the end of the month. Yeah. And here you are. Oh, yeah, here man. <laughs> yeah. And it was four and a half years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Four yeah. and a half years ago. So what is something that's happening this fall that mm-hmm. you, that's happening within Calm uh-huh. that you're excited about? Oh, that's a fun question, especially <laughs> now. So after the COVID and obviously war, which has affected us. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think this is the restart year. Okay. Like this is oh, the yeah. first year I'm still looking, you know, forward with a mask in my pocket or something. Right. But we still hope that it's going to be possible to meet mm-hmm. because here even churches and those larger gatherings were forbidden in, in the in the COVID years. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to really help our team too because we need that too. And then the local uh, youth ministries and leaders to, to really restart, to sort of start again, not not trying to start from where they were before COVID, yeah. but to go go further, like to start moving again. Because I feel like in the last couple of years, it's been more like surviving. Yes. So it's not an event, but I'd like to help with that. And like also to see youth ministries and communities to be open again and, and you know, be missional. Yes. Because that yes. was not, that was really difficult in COVID. Like when you're, like you yeah. can do it online, but it's online. So yeah. And now, everyone's doors yeah, are closed exactly. and isolated. Yep. And yes, I like that. Just that restarting of ministry mm-hmm. and yeah. looking forward. Like COVID, 2020, and we're about to enter 2023. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. I can't, I can't even. Yeah. Well, that's just so cool, like hearing your whole story, your journey of faith, and even how the Lord knew that you would like eventually even become a missionary in your own hometown, in your own home country, and part of the executive team. And like, that's really like strategic of the Lord. The Lord's good that way. (laughs) Just placing people, placing people where they should be. Um, So I'm wondering, like, who has like impacted you, mm-hmm. like on your journey of faith or even recently, who uh-huh. who has inspired you? So interestingly enough, probably the first person that pops in my mind is my father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're different personalities. Like I'm an extrovert, he's an introvert. But uh, yeah, he influenced me probably the most, I would say, to these days. Uh, and one of the fun, like actually... Probably the story that, that demonstrates this the, the, the best is that when we when I was deciding whether I leave this IT company, we were coworkers. Oh, like, we really? even work in the same team. Oh, wow! Which meant that we can have like lunch almost every day yeah. and like hang out together in, in like in the offices. And it was actually one of the things that I want wanted to to lose the le- the, the least. Right. It's right. like the most difficult thing about leaving SAP would be leaving my dad mm-hmm. and not working with him anymore. So, which is probably not typical for, for someone, but right. it could be. So we had a great relationship. Um, and then obviously when it comes to like leadership or, or even like church stuff, um, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, which is interesting. I'm not really into like leadership stuff. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Training like those, stuff, those sure. great, <laughs> 
you know, those great names like Creek Rochelle or Andy Stanley, like those people influenced me. Yes. Especially Andy Stanley. It was the first, first person I've ever, like, I've never met him in person, but yeah. I've listened to a couple of his sermons. I'm like, oh, actually, oh, okay, actually, you, you can have a sermon that makes sense and yeah, he still yeah. has like 20 minutes. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but lately, uh, and I mean, not, in my like 15, 18 years, but it's like now, like last couple of years, uh, I had some questions and some doubts when you, you know, realize that the, the world is not black and white and mm-hmm. there are the questions that are more difficult and the Bible is not maybe always like they have, you have different commentaries and you have different perspectives on everything. Uh, and, and probably the person that helped me really, really, really uh, to, to go through this was anti Wright. It's the British theologian oh. from, I think, Durham college or something like that, or Oxford maybe. Um, and he's pretty famous even in States. He's called to be like the theologian of millennials. Oh, okay. Uh, at least here in Europe. Yeah. And yeah, just the way he he explains the Bible and he explains the the bigger context of, of the God's story with the world. It's just like, I, I was like, I'm excited to be part of this. Yeah. Which was something new. <laughs> because usually it's like, I have to be this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be this. So you're yeah. in the millennial Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah. the, the younger millennial. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love hearing what inspires people or even hearing, um, yeah, Andy Stanley, different like people. Yeah. And your father, like yeah. that, that's a big deal to have to mm-hmm. have like, one yeah. of your, the biggest points of the, making that decision was yeah. leaving your yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. Actually, one, one fun, this is more like funny, funny, funny point. But you're a comedian, this. so. Yeah. Well, it's not that funny. It's not like, it's not like that funny, but for a long time. And I, I think it's still somehow to these days, Bono was one of my like in, great influences. Yeah. And, and I, I'll, 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 I'll tell you why. It's not, I, I love the music and everything. And I know that he's sort of Christian and everything, but it's just the way how he's using what's been given to him. It's like, I, I like that when you've been given a lot, but then you, you take the responsibility for that and you say, okay, I have the fame and the money and I can change something and you really go for it. Yes. And I think that's really inspiring yes. to me. I have been thinking a lot recently about Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she died recently. I mean, it's she's like- She's a woman. <laughs> she's, she is. She yeah, is. So. But I am just so inspired by her oh, yeah. and her like journey. And she has impacted so many. And so there, I think people, like again, the Lord puts us in strategic positions. Yeah. Whether you're Queen Elizabeth- or Bono, right, to- totally. or wherever you are, like place you in Brno in your hometown yeah, which- to be an influencer, you know? So, yes, like we totally. are influencing everyone around totally. us. Oh my goodness. So, okay. Speaking of influence, I know you have made a deep impact on Brno and the community there. And I mentioned in the beginning that you started the Wave Ministry. Yeah. So, why is it called Wave? Uh-huh. It's like, how's, how did it start and how's it going type? Uh-huh. Okay. I ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nine years of history, so I'm not going to go into much details. But uh, yeah, in our church back 10 years ago, we started this outreach community called Fusion, which probably you yes. might have heard of from yes. different podcasts. It's but a relational ministry that yes, uses music, music as a tool. Choir, music <laughs> choir. Uh, and that ran for a couple of years, I'd say, maybe one year. But then we felt like, and there was nothing else, like that, just that. Yeah. Um, and we felt like we have to create something, some sort of environment, some space for Christians to, you know, to grow, to, to build a community, to be just together, not always serving because people were tired. And so we created this little thing called Wave. 
and I'm actually thinking that the name was a little prophetic because we were not thinking that about that at the very beginning, but the name was created uh, according to a song. It's Czech songs. So I'm not going to oh, okay. explain it, but uh, it, there's this expression of the, the, the God's, um, there's this God's wave that comes and overflows the the dry fields and sort of gives them life again. Oh, okay. uh, and we and I felt like our city is the the the, the field, the dry field that needs some, you know, God's presence and love and like like a wave. Yeah. Uh, that freshness, over, yeah, like yeah. a freshness that brings the life uh, and helps stuff grow. Yes. And so that was the initial. That was the name from the very beginning. Uh, but at the, at the very beginning, it was pretty closed group, like six, seven people oh, just wow. praying for each other. And then we grew like, let's say 15, 16 in the first, in the first couple of years. Uh, and then after, I'd say like three years, we felt like, hey, we're not here for each other. Just like we're not here just for each other, meaning here on earth, meaning us as Christians. Mm-hmm. And, and that the church needs to be missional and the community and the missional aspect of community pays plays a great role in in evangelism among young people because mm-hmm. it's just a different paradigm. It's a, I think it's a paradigm shift that now people need to be part of a community, usually way before they accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we realized that we want to be that. We want to be that community that is accepting of Everything. all the non-believers yeah. Yeah. and people, whoever they whatever they come with. Um, and so we started to do these like Friday services for young people and we grew and grew and grew. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then obviously COVID was tough, but, uh, yeah. and it still is. Yes. Uh, but now we, because we have a kid, uh, and just our phase of life is sure. different. I would yes. say we felt like we have to, you know, move along a little bit. And so now the, the way of a different leadership, different team, some yeah. people stayed, some, there's some new, uh, and it's, it's going to be probably some like major changes, even in the form and everything, mm-hmm. but, but it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was fun. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big deal when you have to realize a ministry that you started mm-hmm. with your wife, like passing off that leadership, even yeah. nine years later. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. it's it's nothing is easy, not, no, or nothing is black and white, and right. this is for sure the, the case when it's yeah. not black and white. Uh, so I feel part of me is a little nostalgic, yes. but huge part of me is relieved. Yeah, like it's been difficult in the last couple of years with uh, with our Rosie, and mm-hmm. we also uh, we miscarried two two babies, oh, and goodness. that's been hard and that's, i think that yeah. for someone who serves teenagers that's that's weird because they they have no frame right how to understand right oh my goodness i'm sorry to hear no, that yeah that's, that's but one. thank you for sharing yeah, that i'm yeah open this book yeah and that's that's part of your story too yeah. and even like your season of life now oh like yeah that's what i love even a wave the yeah. wave comes and goes yeah. and bigger yeah. waves exactly. and smaller waves exactly yeah totally that's that's yeah that's beautiful yeah wow well, a question we ask everyone on the mm-hmm. podcast is what advice would you give to yeah. young people today? <laughs> and I, you can answer, but I'm also thinking specifically of your story of like, what advice would you give a young person who was maybe raised in the church? And then they're thinking of like, oh, well, I want to go, 
you know, what's the world have to offer, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of thinking about what they believe. So what's the advice you I would give to young people today? To young today? people today. Okay, yeah. so it's not like my, me young, my, my young no. self. No. <laughs> I love that question, but no. Uh, I would say that so many times you look around and you let what is around you to define you. Mm-hmm. Like your friends or maybe your parents, your tribe sort of, right. you know, your squad. language, your yeah. squad, everything. Uh, but I don't think that we were made for that. Uh, I believe that everyone, you know, we were created to be the image of God. Mm-hmm. And we, that means that we always try to be image of something. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many people are trying to be an image of something uh, like your, yeah, like their friends or parents or maybe like some ideal person that they view themselves as. Right. But still, it's not the purpose of why we were, or, or it's it's not why God created us. He created us to be in his image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that frustrates me when people just are chasing these different, you know, Different models are yeah. like yeah. so that yeah. that's that's like a deeper spiritual no, that, stuff. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, what would you say to someone who's kind of questioning yeah. their questioning faith? faith. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think I've been questioning my faith every day. Yeah, since I was fourteen or thirteen or something like that. Uh, and I know that this. That's why I said that I would probably give a different answer to different person or different people because to most Christian. Growing up in some sort of uh, very strict, you know, system, I would say, don't be afraid because God's not afraid of different. God's not afraid, and He's not threatened by different ideas. Right. And if if you honestly look for Christ, uh, you, like you don't have to be worried. Yeah. Uh, and if 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 you're looking in the wrong place, you're gonna know. And if you're looking at the right place, you're going to know. But we're so afraid that, you know, when you encounter a different theology or different book or psychology or management or something like that, it's going to spoil the faith. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid about that. Mm. I think if, you, if you're honest in your heart and you have pure desire to, to really seek the Lord, seek Christ, seek God, you don't have to be like, he's not threatened by those yeah. ideas. Yeah. He's yeah. not threatened by people. Right. <laughs> Only we are. He's not threatened by people because he made people exactly. in his image. Exactly, exactly. So just be, just relax a little bit. Just for everyone, just relax. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. relax. That's you can right. learn a lot. Wow. Well, Kuba, this has been wonderful. Thank wonderful. you. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you want to share? Anything Ooh. that's like burning that's, on that's, your heart? That's a, lot, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure always. Like these questions, like, is there anything, anything important? Else? Um, anything else that you need to hmm. tell the listener? Mm. <laughs> Or even like how people can be praying for you, oh, okay. your family, the Czech Republic. Mm. Okay, those are two different questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll start with the easier one. Uh, yeah, if you can pray for us, for our organization, for JV Czech, aka Come, Come. Uh, and for the people in the Czech Republic. I would say even especially for these two years, because after the COVID and the war and a lot of stuff, I think that many young people and I, I'm not sure how it's in different parts of Europe or the world, but in Czech, many, many young people are are broken. Mm. They're, 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 you know, frustrated or even like they're, you know, 
just just down. Yeah. Uh, depressed and everything. Anxious. Uh, or anxious about the future or, and even the current reality. And I think that it's the perfect spot for the gospel to come. Yeah. But also the churches are, you know, depressed and <laughs> stuck yes. and tired. Uh, and to just come and say, hey, now is a great time to share the gospel. is like, uh, yeah, we, like someone else, please. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. And yeah, I, w- I would love if people can pray for this country uh, that is moving away from being famously atheistic yeah. towards being more spiritual, but like in very general. General, general spirituality, yeah. Yeah, like just whatever <laughs> it's out there. Um, so I think that there's this need for spirituality and for, uh, yeah, just a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jesus can offer that with other stuff too. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would pray for uh, the, the people, the Christians in the Czech and the churches to, to really be able to step and use this opportunity and bring the real gospel, the real Jesus uh, into these you know, broken people, mm-hmm. who maybe finally after, for the first time of their life, they realize that the life sucks. Yeah. Or that not everything is not that perfect. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe like the closing note would yes. be, yeah, exactly this, like uh, just just this this image of being in God's image. I think yeah. it's so, it's like hauntingly beautiful, I'd say, because it's, it goes deeper than just like what we do or what we say. Uh, and I think that's, that's just something that excites me uh, to, 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 to discover what yes. it means on different levels. Because it, it says that I've been created into that image, but also that Christ sort of perfectly examples how does it look like in this broken world. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the challenge that we all face. Uh, and I think that we have to really have that like we have to dig deep into what this means because if we don't, we can really easily slip towards just rules mm-hmm. and like these are the five points that you can do and that's yeah. it. Or into this like non-anything, you know, like mm-hmm. this gen- general spirituality, like yeah, yeah. but to really seek what does it mean for us to be God in, in like growing into the Christ model and being the God's image in the context of the broken world. That's just something that, yeah, excites me. Nice. Yeah. That excites me too. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for your authenticity and vulnerability and for yeah. being on the podcast. It was a really pleasant time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.